0: Good morning and welcome to today's latest edition of Talk Back, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. Welcome and Happy New Year to you. We're coming to you from Cleveland, Ohio. It is sunny here today here in Cleveland on January the 10th, a bit of a chill in the air, and we want to say Happy New Year to all of our listeners out there. Welcome to Talk Back. Today, we're going to talk about what a Joe Biden presidency will look like. And uh, Joseph Biden has officially been elected the 46th president of the United States, by the way, and also that has been confirmed by Congress. And congratulations to him. Congratulations to newly elected Madam Vice President Kamala Harris, the first African Indian to be elected as vice president of these United States of America. So officially, Joseph R. Biden does take office in just about 10 days or so on January 20th in the year of 2021. He and his vice president, Kamala Harris. And today, what we want to do here on TalkBack is just talk about what a Joseph Biden presidency will look like. Number one, uh, Biden does uh, plan, he says, and he looks to kind of uh, stop, reverse some things, and restore uh, and expand as well on some policies. And um, he says that, number one, out the gate, and he's already laid a lot of his, his agenda out publicly already, um, coronavirus is going to be his top priority uh, day one. And uh, he also wants to... Uh, restore and expand health care, environment, education, and and more. Now, he plans to reverse uh, Trump's policy on things such as withdrawing the United States from the Paris Climate uh, Agreement. Uh, By the way, during the past year, major powers, that includes China, the European Union, Japan, South Korea, um, they have all made promises to cut their emissions to net zero by uh, mid-century by t- uh, of 2020. Now, this has been a year uh, of many, many uh, chaotic things 2020 has. But in a year where the Arctic burned the skies in California, uh, blazed red amid, amid unprecedented wildfires, uh, and the Atlantic churned out a record of over 30 tropical storms. These occurrences, if nothing else, has is trying to let us know that time is running out. So the fact that President-elect Biden plans to reverse Trump's, in my opinion, idiotic policy to withdraw the U.S. from the Paris Climate Agreement, the fact that uh, President-elect Joseph Biden plans to re-enter us into the Climate Agreement Accord uh, is a step in the right direction, in my opinion. If we, I mean, if we, we only have to take a look back at the fires that occurred in California just a few short months ago and the storms that we've had to endure in 2020. We have, and we must, um, go back into the climate, the climate accord agreement, and we must become a leader again, and uh, do what is right. Uh, so Biden in the U.S. will be sending a powerful message that the future we have to focus on becoming net zero. He's pledged that the United States will be at net zero by the year 2050. And even though the countries around the world moved forward without the United States during the past four years, we're now putting uh, a major force of the largest economy on Earth, which is the United States, along with the backing of the world's biggest investors and companies behind this effort. We need to become a leader again here in this area around the world. So, uh, So Joseph... Uh, Biden, newly elected president, plans to to do just that. Uh, He argues that the economy cannot fully recover, uh, however, until we get COVID-19 contained. And he's absolutely correct. So his number one objective out the gate as the newly elected president is to tackle and defeat COVID-19. So he wants to do that. And he's, he has a commission that he has put together, a health commission, um, and medical expert Fauci, Dr. Fauci, will be a part of that commission, along with other scientists. And they will put uh, their knowledge and uh, scientific facts and medical solutions together and help this country combat... COVID. We are the leading, uh, unfortunately, the leading benefactor of death due to COVID-19 here in the United States. We've got the highest infected rate. We've got the highest death rate. And uh, even Israel uh, has put forth a better plan than the outgoing Trump administration to combat COVID-19. They're testing Uh, plan seems to be working effectively and the people seem to be getting what they need now uh, under the Trump administration the warp speed um, plan to create a um, you know to create the virus um, shot that will uh, eliminate the virus was a good thing but President Trump failed to deliver a plan that would enable the U.S. citizens to get vaccinated uh, in a timely manner. We have heard that the there there is a requirement for not just one vaccination, but two. There's a part one, and then there's a part two in order to really. Uh, get a hold of this virus here in our country. And so uh, under President Trump, the Warp Speed uh, campaign to create the injections to combat the virus was pretty successful. However, his administration, he and his administration failed uh, and neglected to have what we call a foot plan on the, you know, on the ground plan to get the vaccinations distributed to the people. And because of that, where there was a projected of 20 million that would be vaccinated by this by this date, we're looking at maybe two to three million. There was a projection of 20 that came out of his administration. And as of today, I believe there's maybe two to three million that have been vaccinated. So his his inept. Ability to follow through has cost this country so much, so much. So out the gate, President-elect Biden does plan to um, really uh, combat and attack this COVID-19 virus. He says and he argues and he makes a valid point that the economy cannot fully recover until COVID-19 is contained. And he's absolutely correct. He also plans to overhaul the 2017 GOP tax cuts for the top 2%. He's going to overhaul that. In other words, he's going to um, take that away. And I personally don't think that's a bad idea. I don't know how you feel about it, but I don't think it's a bad idea to make the top 2% pay their fair share. And so what he's going to do is he's going to recommend the corporate income tax rate uh, be at 28%. Now, Trump, he he lowered that uh, quite a bit. So, uh, but he thinks he's going to, what he wants to do is raise the corporate income tax to at least 28% which would be lower than be before under the prior administration, uh, but higher than what it is now, which, uh, president Trump did give the, uh, in 2017, he did incorporate the highest, uh, tax break for the, the richest of the rich, the top 2% in this country. And, um, and I'm sure that's why a lot of the big corporations and uh, um, the, the wealthy people of this country don't want him to, to to leave office because he really did take care of them. And he also, he wants to increase payroll taxes for individuals earning 400000 or higher. And I don't think that's a bad idea. I think people earning 400000 or more can afford to pay a little bit more in taxes to get this country back on track. I don't think that's a bad idea. Now, the debt, the debt, they're saying with Biden's, under Biden's agenda, the debt will increase about 5.6 trillion over the next 10 years okay under the trump administration the national debt increased by nearly 7 trillion in less than 4 years contrary to what trump advocated and campaigned on let me repeat under the Trump administration the national debt increased by nearly 7 trillion in less than 4 years. He only served one term, less than 4 years. What the new administration under Biden his proposals and the experts are saying that it will increase the national debt approximately 5.6 trillion over 10 years so pick your poison there so when Trump took office the debt was what about 19.95 trillion and as of August of last year was at 26 over 26 trillion when he took office it was at 19 a little over 19 as of August of last year, it has risen over well over 26 trillion. Not what he campaigned on. Certainly not a campaign promise that he delivered on. So, and this happened, let's not forget, this happened despite some economic growth during his first three years in office. This happened despite very strong economy. And by the way, Trump is the first sitting U.S. President that will leave office with, with less jobs entered into our economy than what he started out with. He's the first sitting U.S. President that will leave the office With a a downturn of a creation of jobs, of course, the virus plays a lot of part to that. Of course, we have to keep that in mind. But a lot of decisions that President Trump made affected this economy and not for the better. Also, before I move on with with, what a Biden administration is going to look like here in our country, Let's not forget that January of 2020, President Trump was on record, on a recording with a major reporter stating he knew about the virus. The scientists had informed him of the depth of the virus. And how damaging it would be to the U.S. citizens. That it was airborne and that it was deadly. However, he chose to hide that information from the American people. And actually publicly downplay the seriousness of the virus. So because he did that, instead of taking action initially, even at the start of last year this time. If he had just been honest with the American people and take necessary, thought out steps and a plan to fight the virus, I promise you, the economy would not have been so badly affected by it. So because of his lack of planning, follow through, let's face it, he failed the American people. He failed the American workers. And he failed all of those who voted for him, and those that did not vote for him. He failed as an acting president. Pure failure. Now, Biden also, in the area of health care, uh, uh, he believes that um, the United States government, the federal government, should lead and this area of the coronavirus and this 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 pandemic that we're we're dealing with right now. He he wants the government to lead in this effort to defeat COVID, not the states, which, by the way, under Trump, his whole theory here is let the states handle it. We, we see what how that has worked out. How has that worked out for us? Not very well. You're listening to Talkback, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shay. And thank you for listening to us. This is a brand new year. We want you to know that we are looking for a brand new sponsor now here at Talkback. So if you have a business uh, and uh, or if you have some sort of profit or even nonprofit organization and you'd like to partner here with us at Talkback, Give us a call, 216-394-8926. That's 216-394-8926 and partner with TalkBack. And we'll be happy to partner with you and get your message out to the local community as well as the national and international community. So Biden says, wait a minute the u.s government should lead here not fall back and let and put all the responsibility on the states and he's also asking for funding to help fund and a plan for getting the vaccines out into the community and help the local states have a plan as to how to distribute the vaccine so that all of us can can uh, take the vaccine and, uh, and help combat this, this COVID-19 that we, uh, unfortunately are under. Now, this is probably not a newsflash for anyone listening out there. Obamacare will survive. Obamacare will survive under the new Biden administration. Trump out the gate looked to defeat it. Even the Supreme Court, he took, he even took his bid before the Supreme Court to overturn Obamacare. Well, didn't happen. Long story short, did not happen. So under this new administration, Obamacare will survive. And hopefully it will be tweaked and made even better. And even more affordable for the US citizens. Because universal health care is a right. It's not a privilege. It's a right. All the other countries, look at Canada, look at Dublin, look at these other countries that have universal health care. It works. So he plans to, of course. Um, expand on Obamacare. On immigration, Biden says that he wants to restore DACA, which President Trump tried to virtually destroy. Uh, And DACA will allow those that were brought in in the United States illegally as children, uh, they will be able to remain as legal citizens, which I agree with. Why should they be punished as children? And now you have to think about this. They're probably young adults who are working, contributing to the economy. Why shouldn't they be allowed to remain here in this country? Why shouldn't this is now their home? So DACA, he's going to fight for DACA uh, and restore it. And which will allow people that were brought in the U.S. illegally as children uh, to remain as legal citizens. So I totally agree with that. I think that's a great idea. And keep in mind, um, we haven't been to you in, in quite a few weeks, uh, but I, on previous shows I have talked about under the new uh, immigration laws, how Trump and his folks under his administration, how they... Well, we all know the story how the children were put in cages and force forcefully uh, unattached detached from their parents so uh, his plan is to move swiftly and to correct the misdeeds of the Trump administration on that and hopefully now here's here's something that is so unpleasant to talk about when we talk about these children that were Put in cages and forcibly, forcefully detached from their parents. The it was went on record here very recently, late last year, that the U.S. still could not find and rematch these children with their parents. That they may never be able to recover information about who these children's parents were. This is these are things that are unpleasant to talk about. I don't know about you, but they're unpleasant. They're they're inhumane. They're not this is not who and what we should be nor become. And I applaud I applaud the new administration for 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 taking on this. They've got their work cut out for them. The Biden administration, let's face it, has their work cut out for them. COVID, and I'm sure all of you know by now all over the world of what has happened with the U.S. Capitol and um, how it, the, uh, our, our democracy was obstructed here just a few days ago, short days ago. When there was a mob attack on the U.S. Capitol and uh, where they were seeking to take senators and congresspeople and captive, there were a plan to make them hostages, hold them hostage. There has been so much coming out of the news feeds that even a lot of it was coerced. There was some help uh, through the... uh, Through the lower uh, government, uh, that they had some help. It was all orchestrated. There is videos of even the uh, outgoing President Trump and his members of his own family watching it on video. Dancing, clapping, exuberant. About an invasion on U.S. democracy. Nothing like this has happened since the British invaded in the 1800s. Nothing like that. So, chew on that for a moment. Nothing like that has happened to this country since the British invasion in the 1800s. Never has our democracy been so under threat since the 1800s. All because we have or had a president that was more concerned about becoming re-elected than he did about the American people. And I understand a lot have been caught, arrested, and uh, will, of course, go to trial. And um, actually... In my opinion, President Trump, Donald Trump, should be court-martialed for treason. For treason, he should be court-martialed. He certainly should be impeached. I don't know the, with the, the time frame though. If, it, if there will ever be any time for anything like that to really take effect. One thing, a couple things. Uh, if he's impeached a second time, he certainly cannot run for elected office here again. You know, and that's that has its own value. Uh, but he's talking about creating his own media he's talking about running again in 2024 uh, 2025 it, it's it's maddening but the it's an impeachable offense insurrection uh, and it's impeachable for a sitting president it's un, it's unheard of it's it's unconscionable for a sitting president to uh, instigate insurrection against our democracy. Nothing like this has ever happened since the 1800s. So, um, go figure. A uh, lot going on here in our country, and how we're perceived now all over the world. Let me let me let me be clear. The United States of America no longer is mm-hmm. a shining light on the hill. I don't really know if, if we ever were. But make no mistake, there are countries all over this world who are looking at us and they're shaking their heads. And and a lot of them are laughing at us. South, I mean, North Korea, for example, they're saying now that they're going to increase their military, <laughs> you know, their nuclear program. They're going to increase it for sure now. Iran. Can you imagine what? must be going on behind closed doors in the volatile countries who are already volatile against the United States. Can you imagine what must be going on on the the the, the heads up, the higher heads of these countries? Can you imagine that if it can happen from within, what, what wouldn't they try? So we're headed, 2021... We're headed for, I think, some very trying times. I think even more turbulent times. But I think we can, if this country pulls together and stand on principles for the good of all U.S. citizens, I think we'll make it. But I think um, we've got to face a lot of things in this country that are evident like systemic, systemic racism, it exists. It is destroy, It is virtually, it is destroying this country. Racism is destroying this country. It was built, this country was built on racism and it's destroying it. And until we can get a grip on facts and reality and have open discussions as to how we can correct it, first acknowledge And then correct, make attempts to correct it. This country is is, uh, headed for even more dark times. But um, I wanted to share with you before I close on what his cabinet nominees look like. It looks like his chief of staff will be uh, Ron Klain. And uh, that was his first order of business. His name is uh, chief of staff. And uh, So his chief of staff will be none other than Ron Klain. And he was also in the Obama administration, by the way. He was the Ebola uh, response coordinator during the outbreak in 2014 and 2015. So um, that's going to be his chief of staff. His treasury secretary will be Janet Yellen. And um, she, I think that's a good pick. Uh, She's the first woman to lead the Department of Treasury. And um, she's the first person to have headed the Treasury, the Central Bank, and the White House Council of Economic Advisors. Very powerful economic position in our country, by the way. And she's expressed a willingness to use fiscal measures to stimulate an economic recovery in a nation with a poverty rate above 11%, which is insane for a country of our economic possibilities. So that's going to be his his treasury secretary. His secretary of defense is going to be Lloyd Austin. And uh, he's a former four-star general. He retired in uh, 2016. And um, that will be his secretary of defense. His secretary of state will be Anthony Blinken. And uh, he's been a longtime aide um, of uh, Biden. And it looks like um, he has a history uh, in national security. Um, he was Biden's national security advisor when he was vice president under uh, President Obama. So that um, speaks volumes. His environmental protection uh, agency administrator will be Michael S. Reagan. He's from North Carolina. He's been an environmental uh, chief since 017 and he's uh, he's going to lead uh, the EPA special presidential envoy for climate will be John Kerry we all remember John Kerry and uh, his um, his bid um, he was well he was uh, secretary of state uh, he's going to be a special presidential envoy for climate and uh, he was the former secretary of state so that I think will be a good uh, pick. He'll be serious about climate control, and he will help reverse, as I said earlier, the President Trump's uh, hostility toward climate science. White House climate czar will be Gina McCarthy, and she will serve as Biden's climate czar, and she will coordinate environmentally environmental policy throughout the administration. Secretary of Interior will be Deb Halen, and um, she's a New Mexico representative, and she will be his pick for Interior Secretary. She will become the first Native American to lead the department that determines policy for federally owned natural resources, as well as tribal lands. Congratulations to her. Secretary of Homeland Security, Uh, is Alejandro uh, Maricos and he's announced that uh, he's announced that pick it looks like that was back in November and um, it looks like that he will serve as the department's head leading the first Latino uh, and the first immigrant to hold that position, the first Latino and the first immigrant to hold that position and um, Congratulations. He was born in Havana, by the way. So congratulations to him. Congratulations. Education department secretary will be Miguel. Miguel uh, Cardano. And um, he will be responsible and for uh, in-school learning during the pandemic. pandemic. He will leave the education department and push to return kids to school within uh, Biden's first 100 days. Congratulations to Miguel. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Director will be Rochelle Walensky. Uh, She will be the Chief of Infectious Diseases. Um, Well, she has held that position, Chief of Infectious Diseases at Massachusetts General Hospital. So now she'll run the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and she'll hold a pivotal role in helping to stop the spread of the COVID pandemic and chief medical advisor, none other than Dr. Anthony, Anthony Fauci. He's well-known and I believe he's the most qualified to hold that position. So congratulations to him. Uh, Deputy chief of staff will be Bruce Reed and he's a longtime Biden advisor who served as vice president chief of staff from 011 to 2013. He's heading back to the White House as Biden's new deputy chief of staff. Congratulations to him. Uh, so we're, uh, we're happy for all of his, uh, his, uh, administrational, uh, staff. The White House economic advisor will be Brian Deese. And he's, um, He's been in the financial sector for many years. He served under the Obama White House and he'll be working on policies. Well, he actually worked on policy for the auto automobile industry bailout. Of course, we remember that under the Obama administration, which which Obama doesn't receive enough credit for that, let me say, before I close, he doesn't. Because if he had not done that and he had not bailed out the auto industry, this country would have collapsed economically long time ago. Believe that. Okay, so um, housing and urban development secretary. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) That will be none other than Marsha Fudge. She's from uh, my state here in Ohio. And she has been selected to lead the Department of Housing and Urban Development. And uh, she's... uh, She's the nation's first black secretary of agriculture. I absolutely am thrilled about that pick. Thank you so much. Um, so there you have it. Uh, that's what a Biden administration will look like. And I, uh, I wish them Godspeed and I wish this administration, nothing but success. It's going to be a long, tough road. It's going to require a lot of work. And I think if we all work in there together and, um, do our own part, in our own communities, let's not leave everything to the federal government. But let's get in the trenches. Uh, I implore all of my listeners, wherever you live, because I've got listeners all over the country. I've got listeners in Australia. Um, I've got listeners in England, London. I implore you all. Let's let's put on our boots and let's go work in the trenches. Let's work in our own community. Let's do our fair share to help this government build back up and build back better. I like that slogan by Biden, by the way, build back better uh, from where we, from where we've come. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, tune in to Talk Back. You can pick us up on all of the platforms where podcasts are heard. And uh, again, we are taking, uh, we also are looking for sponsors To partner with us here at Talkback, if you have a business and you like to get your message out, give us a call, 216-394-8926, that's 216-394-8926, and we'll be happy to give you some good, uh, low rates, rates are low, they're very affordable for you to advertise your business here on Talkback, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. Until next time, America.